Godson to ground. BRL, son. Beast, this is Nelson Dialect. You tuned into Beats, Rhymes, and Lives. Uh, this is my speed. You're listening to BRL. Yeah, this is Race. You're listening to BRL. What up? It's 360. Yeah, yeah. This is Nick Luby from One Day Spit Syndicate. I'm Seth Century. You're on Beats, Rhymes, and Life, and I endorse this product. Beast family, this is El Fresh the Lion on Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Stay tuned. This is where hip hop lives. It is a Beats, Rhymes and Life and uh, joining us on the phone is a second time guest in show history but this is your first on uh, the 3.0 era. Joining us is a gentleman named Manners Ill. How you doing mate? Oh well thank you, thank you for having me. Indeed, uh, welcome back to BRL. Now um, time of recording i got a bit of a world exclusive i've uh, heard this record in full sat down listened to it just an hour before we did this so it's a very fresh on the brain so i guess the first question is um th- this seems to be sort of a, a tale of two worlds we got two manazils going on in this record we got uh bars manazil sort of you know Telling people what's up, you know, I'm I'm still here. I've still got the bars. I'm still one of the best in the country. But there's also the uh, other side, which is a, a very sort of personal look at yourself as well. Uh, was this a deliberate tactic when sort of sorting out the record? Sort of go bars personal, bars personal. Well, I think my goal in in, in making the project was to amalgamate the two and close mm. the gap between the two and really make it so that, yeah, it's very bar heavy, but it's in regards to the subject matter that you're referring to, you know, I've yes. always uh, been very sort of uh, wordplay slash punchline orientated. Yes. But I think on this project, I've really focused that in on making it a tool in communicating the, the content um, mm. as opposed to just flexing for the sake of being like I'm the best rapper, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> but I, I, don't, I have to say that though, it, it's it's still there. We've we, we got to, uh, you know, put some other rappers in their place every so often. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think, you know, the only, the only real, the two tracks where I sort of do that and, and I guess in that context, which would be Be About It and Homecoming and yeah. like Be About It, I guess, is doing that but more from a place of self-empowerment as opposed to actively disparaging uh, my, my peers, you know what I mean? And, um, <laughs> and I think it's important to have that, uh, that counter, counterbalance to some of the other content on there because it is, as you say, quite uh, – there's a lot of depth in it, you know? Absolutely, and um, yeah, it's it's not like it's it's all a downer. It's just it's all uh, – it's uh, the, the, that – that uh, personal content uh, seems like you've been through it. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's a great uh, distinction to make. You know, you can be deep without it all being depressing. Do you know what I mean? And I think that was something else that I really had in the forefront of my mind. I did mm. work my way through something uh, in producing this album. You know, it was very cathartic for me. I pulled myself out of a hole in the in the creation of it and mm-hmm. kind of documents that. So there is, you know, a lot of songs where I'm talking about the, the uh, circumstances that I'm, I was working through at the time of writing it and mm-hmm. then there's songs that are sort of reflective of the clarity and sense of uh, self-empowerment that I gained 
through coming out the other side of that, you know. Absolutely, and uh, it, it tackles honestly one of my one of my personal worst fears, which is you know uh, what you ha- have been through personally. You have spoke about it uh, publicly, you know the uh, the the end of a, a long relationship and there being kids involved and everything. So I I'm just like wow, the, the, it, it straight it struck as as a as a dad now. Uh, it struck so much deeper than it would have pre uh, dadhood. Um, now, for, for those that are sort of out there and uh, maybe don't get that, I, I think that's probably explained uh, really well on, on this record. That That's the first thing I'm going to sort of put out there. But uh, secondly, uh, for anyone who sort of um, – w- would you sort of put this out there as like a, a template on how to sort of uh, drag you out of a hole like that one? Well, I guess, you know, ultimately each each person's circumstances are different, so I, I couldn't uh, subscribe it to everybody's sort of living situation, do you know what I mean? But yeah. I think something that was really important to me was, you know, while it was tough and it was sad um, and there was mixed emotions in separating with my son's mother, you know, we were together for seven years. Yep. We had one of the better sort of breakups you can have. We have a great co-parenting relationship. We're not combative. We're, we're amicable. You know, we're, we're friends. You know what I mean? And I think for me, that's something you don't really hear too much of in music. And I think even in just in a parenting realm, you hear about these horror stories of people fighting for custody or, mm. you know, one parent not being able to see their child, you know. Uh, I see my kid every day, do you know what I mean? And, and, yep. and um, I think ultimately that's a story I wanted to share because it's A, my life, which I'm always going to rap about, but B, there does need to be some representation of the alternative. We hear the horror stories there. They're very prolific in the way that they're documented in the art um, of music, do you know what I mean? And for me, I wanted to put this out there and be like, look, you know, things didn't work out in terms of our our romantic relationship, mm. but we moved forward putting our son's welfare first and foremost, and in doing so, it made things a lot easier to continue to you know, maintain that connection, maintain the support for one another, maintain mm. a level of, you know, uh, amicability. And uh, that's something I would really like to, I guess, push forward to. It's something I talk to a lot of my friends about yeah. is the fact that no matter what the dynamic is with the relationship, the child has to come first. And uh, sometimes that means eating a lot of, eating a lot of, uh, without cursing, eating a lot of crap. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, but ultimately, that's the most important thing your feelings or your emotions uh, can't take precedent over over the child's well-being in this situation. So that's something I'm really uh, staunch in advocating for. Yeah, and uh, I think that's, that's good out there because you, you hear a lot, and I mean, I, I've heard it quite a bit from uh, personal friends. I come from a broken home, uh, you know, so I, I know what it's like as the child, and I hear about it, uh, what it's like as an adult from, you know, several people, a couple of my best friends, you know, uh, on second marriages yeah. and that kind of thing. You're like, yeah, but then you sort of, you know. You, you don't hear about it too often in your circumstance, which is also is included on the record. Uh, yeah, that it, 
you guys are friends and you're co-parenting and, you know, it happens. Yeah, 100%. And like I said, you know, above and beyond else, we are we are co-parents and that's, you know, part of my job as a co-parent is to support and empower my son's mother to be the best that she can be for him mm. and she does the same vice versa. You know, I say on another song and uh, the record, I'm good, uh, no issues with my son's mother. Truth be told, she still hold me down like none other. And mm. that's a fact, you know what I mean? She's been uh, instrumental in even even a lot of, you know, getting this record out. You know, she helps a lot with the visual aspect of my branding. I still trust her 100% yes. in that capacity and I'm very fortunate in that regard that I'm able to have that. Absolutely. So, um, cause that, that's one of my favorite tracks on the record. I'm good. I also, uh, I really dug self care as well. Uh, another sort of, a, uh, a, a very uh, positive yet, uh, so yet empowered kind of a look at mental health issues. Uh, we've all been there. Absolutely. I think pretty much most people in our genre, uh, have been there at some stage. Uh, so I, I think these are sort of, these are good templates. I, I think there's some actual, some good advice in these bars, you know. So uh, that that would be one reason to buy this record. Also, you know, you've got some bangers on there. I appreciate that. Thank you. And, yeah, that's something I'm very conscious of. I think as I got older, like I started wanting to look at the, the energy and uh, I guess the message and the, the content that I was putting out, you know. So hearing you say that is very affirming because, you know, ultimately I wish I could just put uh, positivity out into the world, you know. You get back what you put out and stuff like that. But this is therapy for me. This is catharsis for me. So I've got to walk that line between, you know, being my music being therapeutic mm. and also using it as a tool for, you know, uh, each one, teach one type energy, you know, yes. positivity. And I think, you know, the thing about making positive music, I think a lot of times is it can unintentionally or, you know, just in the way that we receive it mm. be perceived as corny. Do you know what I mean? It can come across as like, especially if you're in a dark place, you're like, oh, yeah. I'm just trying to hear all that happy sunshine type vibes but you know for me I want to convey I guess the, the positive message of, of you know strength empowerment uh, self-determination yeah. all of these values uh, in a manner that could be received by people still going through it which means I put the struggle in there I tell you what I'm going through mm. I'm, I'm, I'm dictating to you my my plights and how I overcame them not in a manner where it's like you know, you know, you know when you hear people who've never done drugs tell you make a song about not doing drugs. You're like, I don't want to hear about it. You don't know it's about <laughs> yeah. it. It comes across, it comes across disingenuous. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it'd be yeah. well, honestly, it'd be like me telling people a, a, a song about people doing drugs because, <laughs> to be honest, I've not really done many, if any. So it's not gonna. It doesn't really come with the. No, the level you, of validity that no. like, a message like that needs to be received with, you know. And I, I honestly think that you can you can tell you can tell has actually been there. You you've absolutely been there in these tracks, one hundred percent. I you, you can you can hear the difference between uh, front and like no no, he he's gone back there. He actually thought about this when he wrote this bar and sort of paused and went, damn. I appreciate that, man. Particularly, you, you know, you mentioned self-care and that was very much written at the beginning of last year when I was at rock bottom and I really just got sick to myself 
you know, I got sick of my where I was at. I got, you know what I mean? Like you just get angry at your circumstances, not angry at the world, not angry at anything external. You just get sick of your own crap, you know mm. what I mean? And you're just like, I need to change, man. So that's what I did. You know, I, I put in practices uh, and changed my lifestyle. And, and you know, uh, through doing so, fortunately, was able to reap a higher a higher quality of life. But I think it's important what you said about being able to tell when people fronting because mm. I, it means a lot to hear that because I actually think a lot of these rappers are really good at uh, mimicking what they think emotion sounds like. I think I, I think that's one of the curses of making music is you get really good at picking apart artists so I can tell mm. when a rapper is doing their, their hurt impression or their... Uh, their, their impression of what they believe are pain to sound like. You know, a lot of these guys would be good voice actors, so it means a lot that you, you're able to determine the difference. Yeah, I've, after years of uh, listening to this uh, genre, uh, you, you can pick up. <laughs> it, it's it's a, it's a fine it's a it's a fine line, but it's there. But uh, and that's the thing I couldn't even tell you what it is. I think it's just a vibe. But um, it's an overused word in 2023 vibe. But yeah, we're using it. Uh, <laughs> But uh, this record is excellent. I, I recommend everybody get it. It has just dropped on the world, but uh, people will be able to get it uh, wherever they need to get it, uh, across uh, all streaming and everything, I assume. Yeah, 100% all streaming platforms. If you are able to and you do feel so inclined, you can purchase hard copies yes. from manadil.bandcamp.com forward slash merch. Yes. Uh, and I will be touring to a town near you as well to Ooh. be able to come through a show and uh, copy the tour is being announced this week. So please uh, follow my Facebook or my Instagram or wherever you follow people as long as it's not in public and stay tuned for the tour announcement. Bang, indeed. So, and we'll share that uh, on our socials as well for everyone out there. So, Manazil coming to a town near you. Uh, the record is called Save Yourself. It's a, it's a fantastic record and uh, we're going to play another track on it right now here on BRL. Manaz, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Sam. Come and reminisce with us. This is 90s Till Infinity. It's Gav here from the guy who brought you BRL. 90s Till Infinity walks you down the road of the best decade ever, the 90s. Catch 90s Till Infinity on Mixcloud or a radio station near you or find us at 90s Till Show on Facebook and Instagram. Coastal Field, 90s till infinity. Keeping it retro. Reminisce with us. It is Beats, Rhymes and Life. And now joining us on the phone is a gentleman who I probably should have had on the program some point in December, I would say. But uh, we kind of pulled the plug a little early. I was a little busy <laughs> with Christmas and various work commitments. So I'm like, no, nah, we're pulling up stumps and uh, going on summer holidays. Uh, so we're correcting one of those mistakes right now of uh, not having Ethan Enoch on the show. By now, having Ethan Enoch on the show. So how you doing, mate? Yeah, good, man. Good. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Convoluted way to get started, but yeah, basically, yeah, uh, that's my uh, apology for not having you on the show sooner. <laughs> Oh, good, man. Happy to be here, bro. Thanks for having me on. Indeed. Now, uh, the Voice EP, we did play it before we uh, finished up for last year, and um, I'd have to say it's a, oh, it was a it was a late contender, and once again, it was it just probably got lost in that sort of late year shuffle. Uh, listening to it again, I'm like, yeah, this this is a really bloody good record you've done. A, a fantastic debut, pretty much. Cheers. Thank you, brother. Cheers. 
So, um, yeah, essentially, you know, uh, as the uh, thing that I was sent out basically says, it uh, it explores your thoughts and feelings of uh, being a uh, now. Look, I it just it just it sounds weird. So I'm just going to say black paws boy. Because, uh, yeah, it did, I just don't want to be taken out of context there. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. But no, basically, uh, yeah, I know you just can't be too careful these days. You know, there might be some people who would be like, well, is that wrong to say? And you know, like, you, you've got to be careful with these things. But yeah, that's basically uh, how you've written it in your write up. Yeah, very, yeah. Black boy all the way. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, um, you know, essentially, it, it does explore those feelings and um, it's, lyricals all hell like um how does it feel to sort of go against the grain in that regard because there are people who spit bars and you know do words and patterns and whatever but you've actually also kind of got something that is missing in a lot of hip-hop these days meaning behind said words Uh, so yeah yeah yeah, does it feel good to go against the grain there yeah definitely bro yeah i want to like you know uh, I, I kind of saw this project as like my introduction to, to everything. So I kind of wanted to show who I am, you know, where I'm from and, you know, what, what I'm about, what I'm about, you know, what, what I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to make something that's like, you know, not just trying to catch on to whatever um, trend is there, just, just to be there for the moment. I want to make something that's like, uh, you can look back on and it can be like a, like a time capsule of how I was at that point, you know? So yeah, try and make, keep it genuine. Absolutely, um, and I'm loving the production on this record as well. Um, Who do you get involved for this one? Uh, so uh, it's all produced by my man Kowski. He's a yeah, uh, hip hop OG. The man. He's, he's the been, man, definitely. Yeah, the man. He's, the wizard, he's, man. A, like, he's a great bloke as well. So a shout to Kowski. Yeah, so, such a good guy, man. Like, and he like took me under his wing. You know, I kind of, you know, uh, we, we we met through. Um, uh, a theater production that we worked on together. Oh, but I kind of yeah, yeah. I was called our brother's book club. It was at um, Kingston Butter Factory, but he he produced the uh, the soundtrack for that pretty much. And um, I kind of hit him up to see if he wanted to make some stuff. And man, oh, he he was right. like so, so inviting, so nice. He just wanted to make some things, you know. So yeah, there's so much respect for him. Um, clue me in. What what was the uh, what was the play? Uh, so it was uh, called Brothers Book Club, mm. and it was pretty much um, it, it was a show that I made with me and my, my friends, and some other creatives, um, pretty much following uh, a group of young boys uh, from Logan who uh, kind of start a book club to to get better at grades. But like um, through the books they read, they kind of learn about themselves and kind of situations they're dealing with. And yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a kind of um, coming of age kind of story mm. for young boys in Logan. Yeah. Uh, was that a was it is it a regional play that you guys put together or like was is this a pre existing text? Uh, well, yes, yeah, it's, it's an original original play. Um, uh, uh, me and my friends, um, we have a, a lovely lady, uh, Claire Christian, who kind of um guides us through theatre and everything. She kind of made it with us and wrote the script out, and we all kind of collaborated to make the characters. Hmm. Yeah, cool. so it's, it's really, really um uh, true to us. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I love that the fact that you guys went through a production that I'm and I love the fact that I'm still using the right words. Um, I, I haven't been in any form of acting since school, but I was absolutely a drama kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was in. I was in. I think I was in like three or four school plays throughout high school. This is like twenty years ago, by the way. But 
Although uh, one of them now, like, yeah, oof, uh, it, it, I just, yeah, it's, um, it, it's something I'll, I'll tell you about it all fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah, the, the one, the one I actually was like, oh yeah, we did, we did a right with is a, we did a screen, uh, sorry, a stage version of the, uh, 1995 cult film, um, Empire Records. If you've ever oh, heard yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard of that movie? No, no, I've heard of it. Never seen it though. Yeah, it, um, yeah, I don't think it would hold up. I think it's sort of like a, you know, uh, a, oh, I don't know what you call my generation. Let's just call it like the, you know, Nirvana generation would uh, be. Yeah. You know, th- they'll look back on that film. You know, it's got some colorful dialogue and it's you know pretty funny in stages and that kind of thing. But you know, it's, it touches on all those goofy team themes that you always touch on and. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I ended up playing the uh, the character of Warren who uh, robs the store in the uh, third act. Okay, okay, is he the bad guy? Yeah, uh, not really. He's just kind of a distraction in a way. Right, he's, right. he's 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 a part of the story. He's an extra thing. It's like a it's a weird movie. It like it follows it follows all these cliches, but at the same time, you're like that's a that's a weird one. Why have that that yeah, guy okay. there? But you know. Yeah, he's. Uh, uh, I like, like weird movies, so I'll check it out for sure. I, I say weird, but I don't think it's actually weird. Weird. I'm just like I, I probably <laughs> over because I read that script over and over, and you yeah, know, I, yeah. I studied the movie and I sat there and watched it on VHS because I was watching it on VHS in 2000 or whatever it was, and we did this play. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I just basically, you know, studied this guy and did. Essentially, impression. I got a standing O every time I did it, though, because he has nice big nice, screaming nice. dialogue with a gun. It's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that would have been fun. Nice, nice. My name's not fucking Warren. Uh, <laughs> that's his major line in the movie. Uh, this is for the podcast version, by the way, all this uh, extra Empire Records bullshit on my part. <laughs> it's a podcasting, it won't be in the radio show. Uh, so. <laughs> all good, all good. Big yarn, big yarn. <laughs> but um, this, uh, yeah, this this record, uh, like I said, it's it's an achievement. It's it's really good, and I, I think that touching on this once again, I'm glad you got in touch and said uh, we, you know, love to be on the show. I'm like, yeah, I should have had you on this program <laughs> uh, to sort of talk about this because um, it did. I think it did, unfortunately, get caught in the back end shuffle of last year. It was just. Yeah, got caught up there. Um, so I, I just want people to know about this record. Essentially, it's really, really good. So, uh, writing process wise, um, like I said, it's lyrical. It's got a lot of meaning and everything behind it. Um, had, had, did this take long to write? Is this a, a, a sort of like I? Wrote this with the first twenty years of my life, and here's the first taste of it. Or uh, was this a sort of uh, writing session in the studio? Um, no, well, I, I, some of them are like kind of things I've written before, like I've kept for a while. Like the first track, um, voice, I, I kind of wrote before I met Kowski and everything. Um, but a, a lot of them I, I wrote to the beat that Kowski sent me. So he kind of sent me a beat and then I'd go away and kind of, you know, fiddle with it for a bit and kind of write, write some stuff. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. I try, try to write it towards, um, uh, yeah, what Kelsey was making his style. Nice, nice. That's cool. That's cool. So, um, uh, re- recording sessions and everything. Um, you know, so uh, did you go record somewhere else, or did you go see Kowski? 
Yeah, well, Akowski works at a at a school in Kingston. All right. And he's got a little yeah, a little like kind of studio space there. So we just um yeah, we just all recorded it there at the school, just in a little little room. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, how old are you, <laughs> Ethan? <laughs> I'm 22. You're 22. All right, cool. So I'm thinking, like, am I talking to a teenager right now? I'm like, oh, God, we got a prodigy. Well, nah, you know, I, I don't go to school. I don't go to school, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just, it, it, it's, um, yeah, I think these um, programs are in schools now. Uh, I think you, your generation is spoiled, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's just yeah, it's that. it's easier to build a studio now. You're literally talking to me on a home studio. It's uh, way easier to put this stuff together. Like music class yeah, was a bunch of course, yeah. Casios when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bunch yeah. of Casios. You have to learn to play like chopsticks or something like that. I I hated yeah. music class. That's <laughs> the roots. That's the roots. <laughs> it, it, no, it's the roots. Like you know, but like, I wish someone had a me guitar or a cool yeah. instrument. Yeah. Yeah. It was recorders and like these, yeah, cheap ish looking Casio things. Uh, I went to a pretty average school though. Shouts to Craigie High, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, but yeah, that school that was it was a it was a pretty shitty school. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the uh, what what kind of uh, projects are you planning in twenty twenty three? Are you planning a follow up? Yeah, definitely. So I'm kind of um collecting. Yeah, beats now. Writing up things, trying to get another project. I want, I want to do like a full, a full album eventually. So, yes. um, this year, then I'm kind of working towards that this year. Um, but um, yeah, so I just can't get getting the beats together. So I'm still trying to work with Kowski, mm-hmm. making things. But I'm going to try and find some different, uh, different beats here and there. But yeah, they're definitely a longer, a longer project with showing more of myself. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, uh, we look forward to it in the near future, and uh, you. Hear it on the show. If it's anything like uh, this project, I yeah highly recommend it. So, uh, for people that want to get a copy of this record, where do they get it? Well, go to milesago.com. I think on their big cartel. Yes, and it should be um, right there on all the where they sell the vinyls. So, and I've got it through my Instagram as well, um, Ethan Enoch. Yes, so, but yeah, if you look up Miles Ago, it'll be all there. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, get your hands on that wax, folks. And, of course, you can uh, hear it uh, wherever you, you can uh, stream it as well if you're you know, not entirely into purchasing wax. And you can just hear it on Spotify or Apple Music because uh, that's where I listened to it just before we started chatting. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So well, we're going to take a, another track from this project now. And, Ethan, thank you very much for joining us on the program. Yeah, thanks for having me, brother. Hope you have a good one, eh? Dropping EDM, hip-hop, and a bunch of best beats programs around. If you want bangers, you'll be in the right place with Tune One. TuneOne.com.au That's Tune, the number one, .com.au Tune One, proud show sponsor.